If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. But let me explain. It is free, people. They have creative tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm online to get started and you can thank me later. This is Doc, and this is Strange Talk with Doc. I am your host. I am making a call to arms to all podcasters right now. Just bear with me for one minute, and I'll let you know what I'm talking about. You might do a podcast that's uh, about makeup or arts, entertainment, first time that you've ever listened to a song or something of that nature. Please take a minute out of your podcast today, this week. And show some love for the people in El Paso, Texas. Show some love for the people in Dayton, Ohio. Spend some time talking about your indignation if you have any. Let's make a call to arms. Let's start something here. Let's not just be trivial. Now, if you feel that none of this affects you in any way, shape, or form, it affects nobody you know, that there's no possibility that somebody you know or yourself could be at a club, a restaurant, a mall, and be gunned down innocently like a dog, then don't take the time, don't take the minute to shout out and say, senators, congressmen, president of the United States, we need to do something. This has to end. We need to put a name to these type of terrorist attacks against citizens of this country. And it takes voices. It takes people being angry. It takes people talking out. I understand that you don't want to mess with your viewership. That's fine with me. But if you can sit back and you have a voice, you have a a followership, and you decide that you don't want to use your voice for social change in any way, shape, or form, then do it. But I wanted to put that out there. I just wanted to say, I mean, this is a show that deals with a lot of different topics. Some of them trivial, some of them fun. Lately, when we have situations like this, I can't sit here and make jokes. I was going to do a show about the NFL's greatest players. I don't even know if I'll get to that during the course of the show because this is troubling to me. 21-year-old Patrick Curris, he kills 20 people. He wounds another 26 in El Paso at this Walmart, this uh, Vista Mall in El Paso, Texas. He has a manifesto online. Nobody informs the uh, powers that be that there's this man who's going through some mental issues and somebody needs to check up on him. I don't even know the name of the shooter or shooters in Dayton, Ohio. But we're talking about another nine people dead. These are human beings, another 16 inches. It does not only affect those who 
have been physically wounded, but it also affects those who know them, those who love them, people who work with them, people who know them socially, church members, fraternity brothers and sorority sisters. Uh, You know, even if it's just a person you buy your fucking bagel from and they go, oh, my God, that was such and such who was shot. I mean, it takes the innocence away. We have lost all our innocence. We are raising children in a world where mass shootings are now the norm. You can't almost feel safe. Okay, you can be a legal gun carrying owner, but you cannot go up against an AR or AK with a nine millimeter. I know that you feel like you're the rock. You feel like you're Rambo and that you can do it, but you're going to lose nine out of 10, or let's be honest, you're going to lose 10 out of 10 times in that situation. You're not going to win. The only way we win is if we make enough noise to rattle the cages in Washington and make these congressmen, the senators, the president himself, the vice president, shaking their boots that the people of the country are no longer going to stand. This is an embarrassment to the great United States of America that we are now ducks. We are now ducks. And hunters are they seem to be the same people over and over again. Young, white, angry men with weapons who are cowards, who take they are picking people off in the streets. They're picking people off while they're just enjoying their lives. And this young man, and I'm going to refer to him as a young man because I don't want to use any other term. This Patrick in El Paso, he knew that this was a tax-free week at the mall. So he knew it would be massive amount of people there. This was planned out. This coward, this punk, this piece of shit bitch decided that he was going to pluck off women, children, fathers. These people are just trying to get their kids clothes to go back to school, take advantage of sales, no taxes. Wouldn't you take advantage of a sales day with no taxes? If you had kids or you just want to go buy some sneakers or CDs or whatever it may be, I don't know. But something has got to end. We can't just have a president who sits back and the best that he can say is, God be with you. God be with you and leave it at that, basically. He tweets, God be with you and leaves it at that. I've spoke to such and such. Uh, Me and Melania's prayers and thoughts are with you. Prayers, thoughts are fine. But prayers with no actions is dead. We all know that you've heard it over and you've heard it over and you've heard it over again since yesterday. It's time for something to be done. It's above my pay grade to know exactly what needs to be done. I don't have the the wherewithal. I don't have the intelligence, nor am I in a position of power to do anything about this. But I do know that something has to be done, and we've been dragging our heels on this situation. We won't, like I said before, we won't even give this a name. We've given Al-Qaeda a name. We've given ISIS a name. We've given incels a name. We now need to name these domestic terrorists. We need to come down with on them with the full extent of the law every time that they're captured, when they're captured, 
And see, I don't have a problem when one is captured if we want to pick the mind of the person that we capture to find out why, when, how, who did you let know? Are there others? Are you a member of a group? These are things that need to be found out. But we also need to take time to do something so that people do not feel the necessity to go out and slaughter innocents. If you feel you have no reason to live anymore, why would you hurt another human being? We've gotten to the point where people stop looking at other people as human beings. The rhetoric that is coming from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, D.C. has poisoned the minds of vulnerable. They have poisoned the minds to the point where this shit is their heartbeat. It's the blood that's pumping through their bodies, and they're just waiting for opportunities. And who knows if there'll be another copycat dropping today, tomorrow, or by the time I do the next show on Sunday. But this is happening way too much. I mean, we had these two, but we had three smaller incidents within one week. And the president has not really addressed this. Has he taken time to get on the air and say, I'm going to give a quick State of the Union address about what is going on here? He's more concerned with I'm not a racist rhetoric. When we know there are those who are going to believe he's a racist and those who will not believe he's a racist, even if he called every black person in this planet a nigger, he could say that publicly on the air And the people who don't believe he's a racist will not believe he's a racist. They will come up with a reason and excuse. They'll even say rap music. They'll bring up ASAP Rocky. They'll bring up Kanye. They'll bring up all kinds of nonsense that has nothing to do with anything. This is a serious issue. It's not a game. So if you have a moment, please take a moment to have your indignation broadcast on your podcast. I don't care if you have one listener or you're a person who's fortunate enough to get 3.5 million people to listen to you per broadcast. Just say something. If If you don't think it's a problem, say something. If you think it's a problem, say something. Just say something. Do not be silent when you have a platform. It's your responsibility. It is the responsibility of everybody who does a podcast. I don't care what kind of podcast it is. Like I said, I don't give a damn if you do makeup tips. If you're a sneakerhead, you need to dedicate a moment in time to that. And with that being said, I thank you for listening to me. Once again, this is Strange Talk with Doc. This is a topical podcast. I talk sports, entertainment, politics, news. I do not gossip. I do not gossip on this show. I do not claim to open anybody's third eye on this show. I come on the air live every Sunday. You could check me out on, just put in Strange Talk with Doc on Google, and you will hear, see my information. You will see my Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram. And from there, you can reach out to me. If you think that I'm wrong, please send me a message. I don't duck nobody. I don't duck nothing. I'm not scared of nothing, and I'm definitely not scared of you, my friend. Uh, Dialogue is a beautiful thing. So I want to move on. You know, I want to move on from this subject. This is not going to go away. 
I understand this. You understand this. And we have not heard a word. I have not seen a tweet from uh, number 45 about Dayton, Ohio, as of yet. This happened like 1 o'clock in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. We are almost at, it's a little after 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and I have not seen a tweet, pro nay or anything from this man as of yet today. I cannot wait to hear what he has to say. God be with you, uh, blah, 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 some fucking nonsense he'll say, and we'll move on from there. But if you're tuning out right now, peace to you. And thank you for listening, even for the time that you've listened. I appreciate you. Well, as a kid growing up and as a grown man, I've been a huge wrestling fan my whole life. I just want to say a rest in peace to Harley Race, a different kind of dude, a guy from an older generation where I still believe what I was seeing was real when they had the territories. And it was very interesting for a kid from Brooklyn, New York, who didn't get to see a lot of territorial wrestling. So anytime I got to see the NWA with Ric Flair or Harley Race and guys like that, it was a special occasion to me. So I just want to say to Harley Race, rest in peace, sir. I enjoyed your work. You entertained me plenty of times, especially when you came to the WWE and you was Big Van Vader's uh, manager and you were the king. And I also want to say a rest in peace to Cliff Branch, a great Oakland Raider who won three Super Bowls with the Raiders in the 70s and then into the 80s. He was a great player, number 21. He wore the old face mask. He was a part of those classic old-fashioned Raider teams that made people Raider fans then that are still Raider fans now. Okay? So New York decides... A judge in New York decides that this officer who choked Eric Gardner to death, let's be honest, that's what it was. He choked him to death. He's recommending that he be fired. Now, naturally, the uh, union president, who's a real lunatic, he goes crazy on the air about you're going to lose the police department if you fire him. Well, the judge says that he found the reasons and wherefore this Daniel Panatello should be actually let go from his job. And for the sake of New York City, to make sure that there's no riots, no major incidents, one officer who did wrong should be let go. This man should be fired ASAP. But you know how it goes. You have to go through the legal rigmarole. And so he gets two weeks to file an appeal, appeal against the judge's sentence. And now we have to wait it out. So for two more weeks, New York is going to be on a bit of hands pins and needles about should this man be let go or not and I'm hoping that the right decision is made by the police commissioner on this. The Gardner family have been screwed over long enough. First Eric got screwed over. He should have never died for selling Lucy's. It was enough cops to detain this man who did not have to be choked to death, which is a brutal way to die. I don't care which way you look at it. It's a brutal, brutal way to die. Yesterday, we had a UFC card, and uh, it was a pretty good UFC card. But this Colby Covington, who is playing this uh, Trump card, this MAGA card, hardcore style, he's a bit of a clown. He wants to be the villain so much that he doesn't mind what he says. He doesn't mind who he hurts. And 
everybody pays the piper at some point. And right now, Kobe's an outstanding fighter, so he's not paying the piper for what he's doing now. But down the line, he will pay the piper. He uh, is trying to be an American version of Conor McGregor. And let's see how far that goes. I mean, I don't give a fuck how many calls you get from Donald Trump, Eric, and Donald Jr., you know, befriending you. They're not going to help you in the ring. They're not going to help you financially when this shit is all over. They're going to forget you existed. They are parasites who suck the blood out of those around them. They use them, spit them out, and throw them to the wayside. That's what they do. That's how they operate, and it's their M.O. You know, Carmelo Anthony had a uh, whitewash, soft soap interview with Stephen A. Smith. Uh, I did come to terms with one thing about the interview. Carmelo Anthony came off as a very decent dude. I really haven't heard him speak a lot, even though he's been in the public eye for almost 20 years. He doesn't do a lot of interviews, so he's well-spoken. I give him that. He seems to be a nice gentleman, but I don't think that he's come to terms with the fact that he is not Denver Carmelo. He's not even the first two-year Nick Carmelo Anthony anymore. Uh, He denied the fact that Anybody spoke to him about coming off the bench or playing a lesser role. When we have him on tape literally laughing last year at OKC when a suggestion came up that he should come off the bench, he laughed. All you have to do is Google Carmelo Anthony laughing at the idea of coming off the bench. And for him to deny that is kind of bogus. And for Stephen A to let him off the hook on that was double down bogus because it's ridiculous. But when you call somebody your friend, how hard are you really going to go at them in an interview? You know, how hard are you really going to go? You know what I mean? It's just not going to happen. Now, I just want to I want to go back, backtrack for a minute to this Trump. Now, I want to read you his tweets. Texas reports are very bad. Many killed. What kind of shit is that for a president? Is that even a full sentence? El Paso, Texas. Reports are very bad. Many killed. This is what he tweeted. And then he finishes it off with, he spoke to the governor to pledge total support of the federal government. What does he need the federal government in this? They captured the man. And God be with you all. Nothing about, I feel your pain as the president of the United States. I'm going to do anything that I can to fix this. But I digress. But I'm so upset about the situation that it it, it just troubles me. And it's it's like in the forefront of my mind today, you know. I finally watched this movie called Us. The Jordan Peele movie, the Jordan Peele horror movie Us came out in 2019. I finally got to see it yesterday. And I'm going to say it was a pretty good horror film. I'm not disappointed. I'm not angry at him. Uh, Once again, yes, the black man was the weakest character of all the characters, even though there were children involved. The black male, the big, big black male was weak. But the movie itself was pretty good. I kind of liked the premise. It was something a little different. Uh, Some people have claimed that they've read a book that was something like this before, but I'm not familiar with the story. So, It was fresh. It was new. It was all right by me. I just finished off 
the last season of Orange is the New Black on Netflix. And I have to say, uh, I don't care what the critics, the reviewers say personally, I enjoyed it. Was it the most outstanding season of television? No. But was it a good and entertaining season? Yes. Were some things wrapped up? Yes. Some things were left to your own judgment, and that was fine also. Who we got calling in? Good morning. This is Bones calling in from Greenville, South Carolina. Hey, Bones. What's going on, brother? Good. You good? Yes, sir. I'm well. And yourself? I'm as good as can be, man, with the uh, situations that's going on out here. But, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, man. It's um, a tragedy. Cowards. Cowards, basically. You know, they shouldn't even deserve a trial. Just take them out back and do what's supposed to be done. Yeah, uh, it's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. When you got an AK and somebody, the sharpest thing they got in their pocket is their car keys. And some people don't even have car keys anymore because they got fobs. You you can't lose. Right. These are situations where you can't. Anytime you put yourself in a situation to battle somebody and it's a, they have no chance to beat you, you are a coward. Yes, you sir. You are a coward. Especially the guy in Dayton, Ohio, who had a chance to sit back, see what was going on all day, and say, you know what? I want to bring this kind of pain, suffering, mayhem, and terror to another group of people. There's no reasoning for this. There's none. This is not going to push the white agenda, if there is one, further. This actually is counterproductive. This is counterproductive. This makes those who are using their brains hate those who use these means more. Yes. Um, Because, uh, you know, with this guy in the office fanning the flames of hatred, you're giving life to individuals like this. Really America, sad. And, and, and they get taken in alive. Yeah. America, <laughs> America's been in military conflict for almost 20 years now. If you consider yourself to be a hardcore patriot, sign up for the military and join a special forces where you can almost guarantee yourself some combat. Yeah. against other armed individuals. I mean, these are dudes who ain't never served a day, even a peacetime day in the military, and they're the ones waving the flag the hardest. Waving the flag the oh. hardest. Yeah, absolutely. They ain't never heard taps in their fucking life. They ain't never heard reveille in their life. No. Wouldn't a drill, not trying a, drill, a drill instructor to them is a character on television. But think about it. We got this guy in the White House who does the same thing. 
he's waving the flag hard as hell, and he deferred every chance he got to join the military. Yes, absolutely. You know, but then again, he also has planes landing in 1776 at the ramparts. So he doesn't <laughs> even know history. Well, military. Now, it kind of ties into something, Bones. Um, they say that over 20% of the millennials believe they have no friends. So now you got you got a whole generation of people who will feel lonely, discontented, like they have no one. And then you have this, un- which is killing me. He's an uncharismatic, bad-looking, comical-looking fat man is their cult leader. Yes, yes. I mean, I can understand if the dude was seriously charismatic. I can understand. We have a dude who can't even put a sentence together. And these kids are so confused because I guess they live on their phones and their tablets that to them, he's speaking directly to them. Yeah. But he he ain't saying nothing. No, not at all, especially if he's not in front of the teleprompter. Yeah, and then he has the nerve. You know, he killed me yesterday. While this is going on in El Paso, He's more concerned. Do you know that he sent out at that time one tweet to El Paso and three tweets to this black reverend that I'm not a racist? Makes no sense. No, absolutely does not. And um, and speaking of that, you know, in the so-called cities, you want to say that are democratically mayors about their rats and infested and shitholes, these places, these uh, attacks are taking place in red states. Of domestic terrorism. Yeah, well, Bones, we got a major problem when we won't name this. We have to have a national one name. We call ISIS ISIS. We call Al-Qaeda Al-Qaeda. We call these cells cells. These American terrorists have to be named. We have to vilify them. We have to put a vowel title Attach it to their name. Nothing patriotic, so they think that when they do this, they get this patriotic title. It's got to be a shit name that we put upon them. And we won't even do that because the president won't. If you think about this, he will not even vilify them. He won't even call them vile. He won't even say no. that what you're doing is is a, is is anti-everything I believe in. He won't do that. Do you know the lives that he would save? I'm guaranteeing he could save lives by just telling them, this is, you know, I might I might be touching a nerve and I might be calling for a lot of things, but this is not what I'm asking for. He won't even say that. No. No, he won't. We don't know what he's asking for. This seems right. This seems to be he's, what he's he like he, Yeah, he's backed himself into a corner. He's awakened the beast, awakened the giant. He don't know how to put it back to bed, so he just keeps going on. 
yeah, I'm the least racist person in the world. What kind of foolish thing to say? You can't say that yeah. you're the best, least, or anything in the world. No, no. And uh, that's one of the things I was just telling the kids. But most for the most part, they don't. But I always told them when they would say, and this is very rare, to say that I have a white friend or a Spanish friend. No, you have a friend. You don't have to distinguish the person, who they are. You have a friend. There's no black friend or a Spanish friend. You just have a friend. So I'm pretty sure coming soon <laughs> with the thing with I'm the least racist person, the next thing comes is I have many black friends. You know, a friend is a friend. Yeah, there's there's no prerequisite for friendship. Actually, when shit hits the fan, your friend you're going to be blinded to their color because yes. the last thing is you're going to care about is their color if you need them or if they need Absolutely. you. Oh, wow. You know, I would, but I, I can't because you're my Hispanic friend. I would only do that Same. for my black friend. Then you're right. not your friend. We right. made that bones. We've made that word cheap. I'm yes. gonna give my, my I'm gonna give my father credit. I love him to death. I love my pops. He told me something. It's a curse and a blessing. I wish he didn't tell me, because I believed him. He told me if I had a true friend at any point in my life, I was rich. If yes. I had two friends, I was wealthy. If I yes. had three friends, I'm a fool. He said, God, just don't bless people like that. Because, mm -hmm. see, to me, friend is the highest title other than wife I can give another human being. I cannot give a higher title. That's me knighting you. You know, like the English give you a knight. America, we mm -hmm. give you uh, the Medal of Honor. That's the highest. Friend means that my best interest will be kept even when I'm not around. And I trust you to do that. So we yes. made the word we made the word cheap. Everybody that you hang, I'm I'm a guy from the, from the hood, people. So in other words, when you're from the hood, sometimes your group is 10, 15, 20 deep. And for me to call all twenty of those gentlemen my friend is to cheapen. There's levels to people in that group. Yeah. Oh, Some definitely. Associates. Some yeah. are just there because they know Joe Blow. I can yeah, do without yeah. Right. And if Joe Blow leaves, that that um, relationship is over. Exactly. You 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 know what? Yeah. Put it to you this way. When you run into somebody 20 years, you, kids don't understand this. You run into somebody 20 years later that you used to hang out with all the time, and you have to really think about what their name is. That was never your friend. No. That was just somebody that was around the uh on the edges of your circle. Yep. But 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 people cheapen that word and people have cheapened that word. Like I have a buddy of mine who almost calls everybody he knows. He thinks he legitimately has three hundred friends. Everybody he knows is his friend. I'd be like I never tell him, Are you stupid? But I say it to myself every time he says it. Oh, I'm going right. on a trip with my friend. How many of y'all going? 42, 
You got 42 friends. Damn, you're the, you're the luckiest. You should write a book. You should be on TV teaching people how to deal with people because you are the most fortunate man alive. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you a question. I want somebody else's opinion on this. New Jersey just became the eighth state, joining California, Colorado, Hawaii, Maine, Oregon, Vermont, Washington, and Washington, D.C. to pass what's called the Death with Dignity Law, which allows you to get assisted suicides. What do you think about that? Wow. Um, I think that if you're uh, severely ill, uh, say if you had a, like say, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, um, a, a, a terminal, you know, cancer stage four, um, maybe some uh, type of traumatic brain injury, and um, if this isn't the type of life that you want to live, then as as hard as my personal, you know, just thinking it off at the top, I think you should be able to do it. Yeah, me call, call your ending on your own terms. Yeah, not I, be a burden to others. I agree with that. I um last year for the first time I signed a DNR. Do not resuscitate. I was in a hospital. I had to have a major surgery, and mm-hmm. they offered me to sign a DNR. I sat down with my wife and I said, if things go haywire in the surgery, there's certain things that I do not want to come back from. Mm-hmm. First of all, I'll be already asleep, so I don't know. And I made my peace with myself. So I cannot in any way, shape, or form frown on this bill. Now, I'm a person that holds dearly to life, so I don't really believe in suicide. But I don't right. look at this as suicide. I think that there, there comes a point in time in life where you have to accept the food that's put in front of you or you go hungry. Why should you continue to suffer if somebody can humanely allow you to go to sleep? You can make your peace. See, here's the thing. You get a chance to, if you believe in Christianity and you get to say your, 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 your last holy rosary or whatever, you get to do that. And it's not by your hands. It's by the hands of somebody else. So it's not like you you, you, you get faulted for killing yourself. You just right. condone it. But people sign DNRs all the time. Right now, right. this is Sunday morning. Somebody somewhere around this, thousands of people, DNRs are going to go in today. They're going to have surgeries, and they're not going to be resuscitated. And that's just the bottom line. They were, held, they, they were speaking at 6 o'clock this morning, but they'll no longer be able to speak at 11 o'clock, and they will go. They will go back home to wherever their home may be. So I, I am totally not against that. You know, is this... You're closer to New York right now than I am. Are people in New York up in arms about this? Uh, or are they happy about the judge's recommendation that the uh, police fire that officer in the Eric Gardner case? Um, oh, yeah. I mean, of course, yeah, definitely. 
you know, many thought he should have went to jail. Um, but I'm definitely happy that he's um, recommended the firing. I think that they are, um, which is surprising that normally once that decision comes down, it's almost like automatic. I don't know because it's Friday or whatever, but only the commissioner could, the commissioner still can overrule that decision um, of the recommendation of the firing. So um, we'll see, you know, what happens from there. But um, mm-hmm. I think that um, I don't know what he was originally charged with, and I say that is because and that guy Pantaletto was charged with, for example, this is how prosecutors um, almost like a, a skate, skate pod for cops. If if they charge anybody, cop per se, with first degree murder, the cop is always going to beat that. Always, without doubt, because first degree murder is you intended to kill the person. Yeah, I don't intent. believe he intended. Yeah, exactly. I don't believe he intended to kill Eric Garner. Meditation. Right. I don't believe he, did, he. That was his intentions to kill him, but that sure was reckless. Um, you know, like maybe a second-degree manslaughter, reckless endangerment, because the chokehold is illegal. It's banned from PD. You know, that's um goes back to this guy named uh, Baez years ago when they choked him out when he um, was throwing a football or something and hit a patrol car, and they um, put him in a chokehold. So since from that time, the ban came into effect. Um, you can't do that chokehold. You know, it's a yoke. As far as us in the streets, we call it a yoke, but it's a chokehold. And mm. and this this police officer, again, they're trying to protect the institution. You know, don't give a fuck about anything else. Just protect the institution. Don't care about right or wrong, but protect the institution at all costs. Wrong is wrong. You said you have a ban. It's illegal. You can't do it. Everybody knows you can't do it. So why protect them? Yeah, you, know, you, have, you have more respect. You have more respect from the public if you're enforcing the laws also, too, against them that they're supposed to uphold. This is, you know, it's it's not what you're supposed to do. They teach you other uh, techniques of restraint. And, and, And it's a joke, you know. It's a joke for the person, the chief medical examiner, talking about he didn't choke. What the fuck? That's a fucking joke. He choked him. A choke is a joke. My eyes see what you saw. It's a joke. He choked him. You know, you can't blame Eric Garner because he might have had some health issues and stuff like that. If you didn't put your fucking uh, him in a chokehold, he would still be alive. You know, you, you choked him out. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, but we we don't live in Fantasy Island, so being held accountable is not something that we almost expect when it comes to PD nationwide. It is almost yeah. what we don't expect. We almost we you know what? Most people take a victory of firing. Not jail time, yeah. but just a firing. If the person is fired, that's almost like a victory and that's kind of sad, but it's reality. Yeah. Okay, who called in? It's Jim. Hey Jim, what's going on, brother? Hey, what's up? 
And, and, and in is... this case, how you doing, June? And um, all right. in this case, also, too, you know, with Eric Garner and people all across the country, I mean, even, even when we saw Rodney King from them, we thought that, yeah, yeah, okay, we have the videotape. We saw that them beating him for those four or five minutes or whatever seemed like it was hours upon hours. And then you still come back with a, a not guilty plea, a not guilty verdict when you're seeing that excessive use of force. I mean, it's just mind-boggling with the, the, the public perception of what the police officer is and protect the institution at all costs. You know, just fuck it. Fuck the rules. They're above the law. And we're just going to protect the institution as opposed to what's right and what's wrong. It's just really simple to, to us. What's right and what's wrong. Yeah, the badge the badge means uh, a little bit more than uh, what it should. Now, I will say this week there's been a video uh, circulating. 75th Precinct, a lunatic comes into the police department, police station. He's got a butcher knife, obviously. The police handled the situation beautifully. I'm going to give credit where yep. credit is due. They tased him. Yep. But here's yep. the sad. This is what pisses me off about the video. That people have now went overboard as though these police were angels for not murdering, shooting the man dead when they had non-lethal. We have to remember the police carry non-lethal means of stopping criminals yes and so they got overcredited for doing the proper thing and that's that's yeah. the day and age we live in one cop said well right. the other two had their guns drawn thank god they didn't just automatically because this is obviously a person who's very ill to walk into a police department yeah and his, right and his right and he didn't get and the reason why he didn't get shot it's because he didn't step forward. If he would have stepped forward, he would have got shot, which, which rightfully so, so, um, so because I was in a class, and when someone has a knife and you're trying to get your gun out of your holster, the gap is closed very quickly, you know, them charging you and you're trying to get your gun out of the holster. So that was proper protocol. It was almost like, a, like an anticipated, you know, circumstance, and they was able to, you know, taste him and um, – you know, that was the right thing to do. I always say this thing, too, is when someone, this overrated statement, when someone says, I fear for my life, which is very subjective. Now, you never hear anything from the military who's, when they're out in these, uh, you know, those close combat quarters. Of the, if anybody who could say, I fear for my life, it would be them. And not one time do you hear military personnel shooting up the place talking about, I fear for my life. What's the difference from somebody that's in uh, Kandahar, Iraq, you know, Iran, Kuwait, you know, these places where there's live shit going on all day, every day, but they have yeah, enough but... restraint not to kill anybody. And also, too, a black man. You don't never hear no black police officers killing unarmed white kids or white men or white women. Never, never, never. Because they know the restraint. They know the line to step up to. Because he, all of a sudden, you stop being blue and you, you become black. Mm -hmm. Champ Bailey said yeah. something beautiful at the Hall of Fame yesterday. He said, when you look at me, you don't see an all-pro cornerback. 
You don't see a father. You don't see a, a Hall of Famer. First thing you see, black man. And that's the reality that we have to deal with in America. You wouldn't see him as doctor, lawyer, cop. I mean, because think about it. Black police have been murdered by other cops. And those cops haven't even went to jail. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the bottom line. Now, I got one for my buddy, June. And I want yeah. you not to bullshit me. I want you to be honest. First of all, nobody knows your God-given government name. So you can say what the hell you want to say, okay? Yep. Mario Lopez this week said that it was dangerous for parents to support transgender mm-hmm. children. Stop moving that phone around. I need to hear you. Okay. What do you think about that? Uh, <clears throat> no, it's not dangerous for parents to support transgender children. Because most of these... Uh, Incidents against transgenders, I mean, it's just like a first-person basis. The person deals directly with the transgender. They don't – I haven't heard anything about any critics or problems of transgender parents. You know, I haven't heard any incidents like that where somebody attacked a transgender parent or – Oh, no, then let me, let me re-explain. He's saying okay. that he thinks it's dangerous that parents – Support their kids while still kids becoming transgender. Oh. Now, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Saying that parents, it's dangerous for parents to actually say, you tapping Jimmy on the back to become Jane. And that's a dangerous thing. Yeah, it is because. I, I, the whole thing about the I, I don't even like same sex couples adopting children because why that lifestyle you're forcing that on the kid the kid is not the kid doesn't have the choice let me ask you a question though what are you forcing on the kids you're now, forcing the kid you're okay, forcing so the you're kid forcing... to know homosexual is what you're saying well, if it's a, a boy, right? If it's a boy, then of course, yeah, you, it's a boy and there's two men that adopt the boy. Then, that, to me, that, I see a problem with that because you're not. I'm sorry. I want you to. Exp, you got the floor. I'm not gonna say another word. I want you to explain. The only problem that I could see from that argument is that you're forcing the boy to know homosexuals. When that boy's going to know homosexuals who might be closeted their entire life anyway. Right, but it's it's giving him the impression that this is okay without him. But it is okay. Yeah, but he has to decide that. It's not up to... See, to me, it's selfish. This whole thing is selfish. Did your parents send you, did you have to go to church when you were little? Yeah. Okay, you know that was selfish of your parents that they forced their religion on you? Were you allowed yeah, to but choose you... what God you served when you were eight years old? Were you allowed to choose what you was going to eat for dinner when you was eight years old? No, but I'm, what I'm saying is you're you're picking the 
I don't know. I just don't. I, I just don't like the fact of the kid not having a choice of which type of family he has to be with. But none of us. There's not a person on the planet, June, who gets to pick their family. You know that we're a lottery. We're like all of us a sperm lottery. Some of us lose. Some of us win. Right. Some are right. born Kardashians. Some are born Kennedys. Shit. Blue Ivory won a sperm lottery being born to Jay-Z and Beyonce. And then there's a kid in Rwanda who lost the sperm lottery. He's living in an alley. Right. We don't get to pick our parents. We don't. That's from day one. There's never been a person on the planet who gets to pick their parents. But my thing is this. You would rather a kid not get adopted by a same-sex couple and stay in foster care or stay in group homes where they might never get any form of love. No, it's not that I wouldn't rather. <laughs> I just don't approve of well, either What's one. the alternative? I'm trying to figure out what's your alternative. What do we do with unwanted kids? Say a, a law-abiding gay couple, law-abiding, they're not pedophiles. They love, the two adults love each other. They don't love children in that way. They work, they save money, they get good professions because they passed all these clearances. Who's messing with their phone? Please stop. Because this is good shit right here. Now, yeah, I'm out. Bones would know this because he forces children. He knows that there's a screening process, and I'm sure people fall through the cracks, but there's screening, a heavy screening process to even get to the point of adoption. Right. I, I, I always choose if somebody's going to love somebody as opposed to the child never getting any love, I'm going with mm-hmm. love. I'm going with love every time. It's not yeah. even on the radar. Not love. Because my thing is this. Who makes gay people bad people? Who says that same sex is bad people? Who? Who made that law? Who made that rule? Where does that come from, even? And then parents have to be five times careful because when you are a parent and until your children become sexually active, and I'm talking adult sexually active, you don't know who your children are going to be. You could think you do, but your child could come to you at any age and say, you know what, I've been living one way and this is really who I am. And what do you do, throw them away? Okay, but what I would say is today, I think parents do stuff more focused on their own lives, what they prefer to do, versus the consideration for the children. I mean, as far as schools, everything. But I don't think that a parent, this is just my personal view, I don't think that there's a parent alive who would want their their child to transgender, I mean, a transition. Do you know how hard a lifestyle that is? That is a serious... I know a child who uh, transitioned, born girl, and became a guy. That shit's not easy. It's not easy life. 
First of all, you got to change everything, how everything you look. You got to go down and get all your paperwork redone. Think about it. Mm-hmm. It's a female. She got to go and get an operation to lose her breasts. She has to take drugs so that she can grow facial hair. Yeah. I mean, it's not an easy life, man. I don't think these people are out there playing games because they want to play dress up. Well, in the city, I see a lot of people doing like follow the leader and peer pressure and stuff like that. Well, peer right? especially, with the women. especially with the women. They get coerced into the lifestyle versus, you know, them. Listen. Uh, let me ask you a question, June. I know that mm-hmm. one is really confusing me. Do you know that it's uh okay? I'm gonna be adult and honest here. Okay, a man cannot be coerced into sucking another man's penis unless he wants to or he is physically forced. I don't think another woman wants to put her face near a vagina unless that's something she wants to do. That is not natural for her to do if it's not what she wants to do. I just don't yeah, but women, the women are more affectionate, though. You can see that. Yeah, but, the she, way they... but she still has a vagina. And another woman that's not into if a woman likes penises, a vagina, she's not going to just wake up on Thursday and say, you know what? I want me some vagina today. No, no, I don't think, I don't think it works that way. I mean, I have, I've been in situations and I, I, I thank God that this has happened to me many times. I'm very proud mm-hmm. of it. I've been tried to be picked up by men many, t- many, too many times to say. And I always handle it the same way. No, thank you. That ain't my thing. But you know what? I appreciate that you find me appealing. I like to be mm-hmm. appealing to, to both sexes. But I'm not going out of my way to court. I don't, first of all, a man's ass is not a place that I think is a playground. And I don't want to see another hard penis in the room with me, no matter what. So that's not for me. That's not my thing. But what I think, if, I don't care who came out. I could know somebody from the block for 40 years, and they could come tomorrow and say, yo, doc, you know, all these years, man, I was hiding my sexuality. I'm actually gay. I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. It's none of my business. You don't even have to tell me. I don't care. I really don't care. Because I'm not going to let religion tell me who should be with who. I don't think the world has enough love to begin with. I'd rather love reign than a book that's written by somebody we don't even know who it is. We don't know if it's true. Over the years, I've prayed, and I have never got a knock from God, ever. And if, if God decides that he wants to knock on my door today, he's welcome. But I know he's not going to show up. I already know he's not going to show up. I have never had a prayer answered. So why would I believe the rest of it? That's me personally. I've never had a prayer answered. So I stopped praying. I don't like wasting my time. But I'm 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 all for love. Would you have bones? Would you have a problem with a gay child? Would I have a problem with a gay child? Would you have a problem having a gay child? 
No. Um, um, it was my child. I would yeah, say, you know, of course, my um, my was a gay child. I would say I'm going to love you the same whether you're gay or not. Um, I may not like the lifestyle. I said, you know, from the generation I come from is not exactly so accepting of it, but I'm not going to inhibit you from, you know, what you choose to do. Yeah, we have okay, so, too. All right, so what about so, the movement? So if it's a, cares, a lifestyle yeah. choice, it's the same as a civil right because they're trying to get, you know, all these privileges or exceptions and stuff like that as if, as if it's a civil right. You know, uh, June, you know, June, as I, um, you know, this is all new for us because I'm 54. So in our, my generation, you know, was just like, for us, it's like, um, it's new, you know. But as I sit down and I just take my emotions out of it, it really is, um, they have legitimate concerns, just like the civil rights movement. I want to be accepted. I need this. I need that. So I, I, today my thinking is I believe it's on the same lines. Of, mm-hmm. of getting into doors because you can't discriminate me against me because I'm gay. You can't refuse medical attention me because I'm gay. So all of these things, it is it's the same thing. This is this is who I am. I'm gay. Now what? That you're gonna discriminate me because of this, because of that, because of this, because of that? No, you can't do it. So similarities are, are definitely the same. One in the same. Yeah, let me ask Just you a different name. Okay. Okay. Yeah. How long have your parents been married? About 60. 60 years. 60 years. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you a question. You got to hear me out. Your parents, 60 years. Somebody gets in a situation where somebody gets ill, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not putting that on them, so don't take it that way, right? Yeah. But then they tell the one who's healthy they have no rights for the old one. They can't make no decisions. They can't make no judgments. See, this is part of the stuff that the gay people are fighting for. Some of them have been together 30, 40 years, and when one of them gets sick, they tell the other one, get the fuck out. You can't even be in the room when we talk to you. Do you know that when I go to the doctor and I'm really sick, my wife sits in the room with me. I might not be able to take all the information, so she sucks the information up. But now you're telling a couple that because basic civil rights, and that's I'm, I'm I'm not saying I don't I don't think that there should be uh, extra rights no for anybody, but there should be basic civil rights where we respect the couple. If they decide that they're a couple, they should have they should be able to get housing just like I can. You know why can't a gay couple own a house on my block? Why can't they? But see, if you don't give them any rights, then you could discriminate against them getting housing. You can discriminate against them getting medical. You know, every gay person ain't going to have the HIV. And then when you think, when we go back and we say as parents, okay, as parents, you have a gay child. Do you know that's not a reflection on you? 
That is yeah. you lose no manhood because your son or daughter is gay. You still who you are is who they are. The worst thing you could do is have somebody who's gay and they have to marry the opposite sex. And they spend 20, 25 years fucking miserable with them. 25 years miserable because at a point. Somebody stop messing with the phone. No, I'm outside. That might be the word. Now, when, when I go out of my way to tell it to that's insanity. But if they're going to say, listen, you know what? I really, I'm What is that? But I'm really Bobby? Then they Bobby. If they want to pay the price to live that life, it's on them. Yeah. You can love your kids, man. You can love your kids to death. But you know what? This is a fantasy. Your son cuts his your son cuts his finger on a piece of paper today. Do you know that you're not gonna bleed one drop of blood or feel one inch of pain? You won't. You will not. It's impossible. You can empathize, you can sympathize, but you really won't feel it in real in real world time. So he cuts himself shaving. You didn't get a cut. That shit's a fan. That's a movie. That's not real life. But you know, they have a saying. They have an old saying. They're here, they're queer, and they ain't going nowhere. It's reality. They ain't going nowhere. Shit, go to Atlanta, Georgia. Nine out of ten guys you talk to in Georgia, gay. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Georgia might be the gayest black state in America. Yeah. You know? Now, he's got a good friend and he just moved to Georgia. He ain't never been married. He ain't never been linked to no woman. I don't like your friend went there because he's free. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Man, I was going to do this NFL greatest players thing, and I am not getting to that sucker today because uh, these damn two shootings uh, dominated my brain. Yeah. This... Um, how much is Trump responsible for this, though? But he's a sitting president, and what he speaks, it seems like it encourages them to acting out, you know, the way they're doing. That's got to have like, some kind of. You have to regulate that, man, some type of way. Yeah, you know what? I agree with you, and I also agree that if you don't condemn it, you condone it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I spent the first five minutes of this show doing nothing. I was actually speaking to other podcasters, telling them, anybody who listens to me and you do a podcast, you should at mm-hmm. least, I don't, I don't give a damn if you do a comedy podcast. You should spend a minute or two of your time talking about what this is pissing you off and enough's enough because think about this, gentlemen. We to the point now, I really feel bad for your youngins. 
This is normal life to them. Hearing about shootings, doing fucking drills. Why should they be doing shooting drills in schools, man? That's ridiculous. But that's real life to them. You know what we had? We had fire drills. We had fire drills. They have getting shot drills. And then they're not in the military. They're in fucking public schools. But they have to have, and think about it. Now, everybody for this this week coming up, they go to a mall. They got to think feel a certain way. Because they really let you know We'll do mass shootings in church. We'll do mass shootings at public school. Well, we'll do mass shootings at uh, elementary schools. Little children. Yeah, so but, now it sounds like, it seems like instead of, you know, along with the basketball camp and all this stuff you're doing, you got to have to take them to the range now. Yeah, brother. As a regular basis. Yeah, start taking them to the shooting range. Yeah, kind of lost you there for a minute. Hello? Yeah, I'm, I'm still here. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah. Okay, you guys are bouncing in and out. I don't know what the hell is going on over here. Yeah, I'm still, I'm here. still here. Yeah, 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 now. Yeah, I can hear you now. His sound now is okay. nice and loud. But uh, we, we did, this is this is insane, insane, insane time. And if you don't say something, I think right now everybody has a responsibility. You have a responsibility to have, I don't know what happened to the cat from the 60s, 70s, which would have been our uncles, aunts, or fathers and mothers. That kind of spirit is dead in America, where there's barely a protest. I mean, there's barely a White House protest. There's barely a protest for anything. But people will line up for a new pair of Jordans harder than they will line up to say, you know what? Could you stop? Could you help us stop this? Could you at least speak out against it? Because silence equals condoning. Really, it really does. If you let if you let your son take his food and throw it in the corner every day until it piles up and you never correct it, then you're condoning him throwing the food in the corner. Yep. You know? And I barely want to speak about these other two ass clowns, but, you know... ASAP, I hope he comes home and does the right thing. I think that he now has a responsibility to speak out. He found out for a couple of weeks what it's like to be regular black. And hopefully he will use this platform, won't let Trump use him. And, you know, maybe he might do something social that counts. R. Kelly's a lost cause. I don't even want to speak about R. Kelly. He's a lost cause. Have either one of you guys seen the movie Us? I didn't see it yet. 
I think it's worth watching. I ain't saying drop everything you're doing to go see it, but it's worth watching. It's a uh, it's a pleasurable uh, watch. As far as horror goes, I think it's one of the better horrors in the last couple of years. That's not a slasher film. Yeah. So. And then this dude, think about this. We didn't even, this is not even news, and I don't even know why this is not big news. You know, five congressmen have resigned in the last two weeks, Republican congressmen, and we barely heard that. So Trump is losing his own party, and he doesn't even give a damn. Yeah. But like he says, he's the least racist man in the world. He's not the least racist man in his own house. In the world. How the hell are you the least racist man in the world? Oh, wow. Then I guess I can call myself the best lover in the world. If I use his his rationale. I don't have to prove nothing. You could just say whatever you want. If he wasn't a joke, this would be funny. My wife said something to me today. She said, there's got to be a plan that we don't know about. And he's like a fall guy for something bigger coming down the line. And I I, I don't even know if that's true, man, but it, it sounds interesting. Because let me ask, I'm going to ask you first, June, then I'm going to ask you the same exact question. Do you think there's any chance in hell he gets voted back in office 2020? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think you, do. you do. What about you, Bones? Yeah, I think so, unfortunately, as well. Because, one, I think the Democrats' plan is stupid. You know what I mean? Um, they got, they need to stop talking about impeachment. It's not going to happen because unless unless there's some Nixon tapes out there where you really got his hand in the cookie jar, it's not going to happen. Um, they're just going to have to just go back to basics and just talk about health care and creating jobs and um, trying to make it fair for the average person and appeal to them, especially these red states. I don't know. You know what? I'm going to say this. Nope, forget about that because I think that the lines are drawn. I think if you're red state, blue state, you're just going to vote along the party lines. you got to get the people who are just, undecided you know these millennials or whatever they call themselves want to call themselves that's the people that you need to target that's something that's um, important to them and focus there I think that, a, that, there's a lot of people that don't think Trump is doing anything wrong <laughs> you know like those people you're never going to convince you're not going to convince those people so forget about those people you gotta you gotta get the ones that are I don't know, I'm in the side it which is more than likely gonna be the younger people. You know. So those are the people that you need to those are the people that target. Yeah, I, I think that he could get voted back into office, but I also think that he could lose. But the Democrats have got to come to a decision that these are gonna be our best two people. This is who yeah. we're gonna send up against. This is going to be the president, and this is going to be the vice president, and these are our best, our best two, and it can't be questionable. Yep. I like Corey. I like Corey's uh, intelligence. I like Corey's manner of speech. 
but Corey has two things going against him. He's black and it's too soon for black. And he had too long a period of time where his sexuality was questioned. And I think that the Trumpites will not vote for any man who they think is gay or gay adjacent. So him and Beto, out. Kamala Harris, bow out. They're not voting for a woman. He's got to no. be a white male. I hate to say that, but I'm being honest. He's got to be yeah. white, heterosexual males. And Joe Biden is coming off as a He's coming off right now as an older fool than Trump. So he's not the one either. Yeah, so if that's the scenario, then Trump comes to be back up there. I don't know what's going on with your phone, brother. But I didn't understand a word you just said. Yeah, I said if, um, if that's the scenario, I think Trump is going to be back up there. Yeah, if if the Democrats don't go ahead. Biden is their front runner. He is their he is their pseudo champion right now because there's no one else on the scene. You know what I mean? Because once you talk about uh no Kamala Harris, which I agree, Cory Booker, I agree, because he's also too down with big farm. Um, then the rest, who are they? Yeah, well then then Biden's got a pick from that group and pick the strongest possible person for vice president. And the others have got to say, you know what? We are going to back you, not a little bit, but we're going to back you 100% and do what's best for the country. Nobody, yeah. every single, Everybody's trying to do what's best for themselves personally. And the person that you lost shuffle is the country. Nobody is best for the country because let's say find out 10, 15 years from now. I think this whole time Trump has just had his hand in America's pocket for personal gain. I mean, if you ask me, I think this was a money grab, period. Yeah. Most of the young people, the most support from the young people is for Bernie Sanders. So. See, but he... He muddles, he muddies the water, and he takes votes that the Democrats desperately need to beat this man. If Bernie Sanders could actually say, "I support these people for Democrats," you know how big a win that would be. Yeah, so uh, I, was mentioning, I was mentioning him as far as vice president, but we don't need, we don't need Methuselah and Methuselah Jr. as president and vice president. A matter of fact, I think America, when when he when this guy say he gets his next four years, we need to we need to make an amendment. No more running for president after the age of sixty eight. No more. And we wouldn't even have to worry about three of them. We wouldn't have to worry about Biden, Sanders, or uh, Trump. Okay. Yeah. See, they didn't have a. Uh, Viable Obama age candidate since this time. Well, you know what? I wrote Obama hard, but Obama is like uh, right now. I would I would do the curly mo on the floor if Obama could come back. 
I would literally curly mow on the floor and I'll do it for like in two hours, pass out. I mean, first of all, let's let's not forget one thing. Barack Obama could speak English, full sentences, nonstop. He could write yeah. stuff that made sense, not horribly bad, super good, okay, uh, God be with you. I mean, that's what we got right now. Yeah. We got a president who seems like he has dyslexia and a, and a bit of uh, autism mixed in together. You know, but gentlemen, I'm ready to run out of here. This has been a good conversation. And June, I appreciate you letting me ask you about uh, your viewpoints on it. I I also appreciate you being honest. That's one thing about doing this podcast that, that that's the best thing. You don't have to be popular with your opinion because we don't use government. I don't have a picture of you uh, that circulates around with this podcast. You can say whatever you want anytime you want about whoever you want. It doesn't get back to you. I barely rather use my own face. Rest in peace to Harley Race. Yes, yes, I did bring not just Harley Race, but Cliff Branch died to, uh, yesterday also. The Who's that? But definitely, I definitely brought, uh, being a wrestling fan, I had to bring up Harley Race. You know that. Yeah, yeah. That's without a doubt. I, I, I gave big up to the king. <laughs> yeah. But I want you gentlemen, I don't know how the weather is in South Carolina. Has it been raining like a motherfucker? Because we've been, we have been like monsoon almost the whole week. Yeah, it rained hard. I was telling my son to pay attention because we was riding. I said, look at them clouds up ahead. And we was riding. It was sunny, 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 sunny. And then it started to get dark. And then, boom, the rain. And I told him to look back. I said, you see that sun shining? And ain't no sun, no sun over here. We're in a rain, we're in a rain cloud right now. It was. I always, I always just think it's just amazing when you come down south and it's raining on, you know, one side of the street and it's sunny and over here it's bright as, you know, fire. Yeah. And, um, we. I don't, I don't know if it was uh, Thursday. I think it could have been Thursday or Friday. It was raining so hard. It was raining sideways. I mean, the rain was coming down sideways. Oh, man. I just made it home from the doctor's appointment. And they kept saying it. And, and unfortunately, this one particular doctor I have to see is all the way across town. So it's like a 40-mile drive just to get to the doctor and back. And I was like, I'm, am I going to beat this rain, settle in? And, boy, it came down. It came down for hours. And matter of fact, I think mm-hmm. that we got like the next five or six days, nothing but rain, but 90s. It's mis- You know what? If I would have really thought about what the weather was in North Carolina, I don't think I'll be in the state of North Carolina. It is too hot <laughs> for me and it's too wet. This is like Florida mm-hmm. weather. 
as I'm concerned, like Miami. I didn't know it was like this down there, but nobody told me either, so. I thought we'd get a little cooler air. We don't get no air down here, boy, I tell you. Yeah, like, oh, well, you know what? The humidity is not as, I mean, it nothing compares to, like, New York. You got trains and tunnels and think about You got all those tall buildings. I went to Wake Forest. And do you know that the tallest building in all of Wake Forest is only four stories tall? Four stories. Yeah. Could you imagine that? I mean, damn, that's that's brownstone in Brooklyn. Four stories tall. Well, gentlemen, I want you guys to go and enjoy the rest of your day. I don't know what you got planned, but I hope it's great. Okay. Yes, yes. What you say? You're going to reschedule the NFL show, right? Uh, Yes. You know what I'm going to do? Since I already have all my lists, I'm going Mm -hmm. to keep my list. And I already know that uh, my boy, Netboy, will not be calling in next week because he uh, is heading to Louisiana. Since I have my list already done, I'm just going to revamp it and throw it on the schedule for next week. How about that? What threw me off was the two shootings. I said, how irresponsible would it be for me to talk about something so trivial as NFL when people die? I just, my mind ain't set like that. But I will say this. Welcome back, NFL. Preseason has started, and Tuesday Hard Knock starts on HBO, gentlemen. So, I don't know if you're into it or not, Dex. Next, uh, Bones, next Sunday, we will be doing the NFL list. If you need the list, it's on my Facebook page. Just click on it, and you'll see the list of, of the categories that we'll be dealing with, okay? Okay. Okay, guys. Well, this time, and I said it four times, this time I'm really getting out of here. So I'm going to tell you gentlemen, like I'm going to tell these people, peace. All right, peace. Okay.